This is the Yob ConvoCast, one-on-one conversations with your other brother's authors, community members, supporters, and friends. What's up, friends, and welcome to the Yob ConvoCast, conversations with the most amazing people you'll ever meet. And none more amazing than today's guest, who has been on said ConvoCast before. He's no noob in these parts. Um, We talked about, if memory serves me correctly, we talked about the magic and wonder of camp last time. And I can't wait to see where the magic and wonder lead us today. It's Kevin Zimmerman, everybody. Hello! Kevin, it's so good to see you in your trademark southwestern looks like a poncho but it's just a hoodie (laughs) i don't know why that's classic but it just kind of gives off a classic kevin vibe perfect that's what we're going for (laughs) kevin and hoodies you know it is that that is classic also tom hoodies are very much a camp thing and Mm -hmm. um since the last recording i actually was able to stop by my camp again okay we need to start there because i saw you post something about camp and i was like oh my goodness What's the yeah. story? Can you tell us a quick story about going back to camp? Yeah, um, I was back home for the weekend and was planning on catching up with one of my friends from camp. Um, and it just happened that he was working. There was a, a fall retreat at the camp and he was working it. So he invited me to come down. So I was able to spend an afternoon at camp again, which was absolutely wonderful. Mm, that's yeah, that's so sweet because Kevin, I mean, I, I say we were not going to talk about camp today, but I guess we're just talking about camp again. Part two, <laughs> um, because the last time I saw you, Kevin, was at a camp. It was at none other than our Yabbers retreat, our long-anticipated, oft-canceled and delayed Yabbers retreat. <laughs> and so we got to walk around camp. And if memory serves me right, there was lots of cool mornings and lots of hoodies. Yes, I wore yes. Lots, <laughs> lots of hoodies that weekend. And it was so great. It was so great. Kevin, you were one of the few, the proud um, prayer warriors who would wake up at like 5.30, 6, whatever time in the morning, 6, 6.30 in the morning. And we would have a prayer crew rolling um, about 10 of us or so right by the dining hall where the coffee was flowing. And it was it was so great. That was honestly one of the highlights of my retreat experience this year. Yeah, it was, it was a bit early considering everything else going on, but... Also, again, very, very awesome to be able to start the day off that way. Indeed. Yeah, we had never done that before at a Yabra's retreat. Starting the day with prayer. Can you believe? <laughs> it's a great idea, honestly. <laughs> I don't know why, why it took us three tries, but that's a keeper. Yeah, I hope. Because uh, it's just great. It, it attracts the right. Not that you're a wrong person if you sleep in. <laughs> but I'm just saying it's a special breed of person that wakes up while everyone else is asleep. And my favorite thing about waking up that that early is that it's still dark and there's still like a fog like rolling around the property. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. I don't know, there's just something beautiful about drinking a cup of coffee and watching the sunrise. Like what a beautiful thing. And then to pray yes. as well. So great. Yes. <laughs> um, so I did see you, Kevin, at that function a few months ago now. Um, sadly, Kevin, I did not see you at this year's Revoice conference. I was hoping that maybe that could be another sweet reunion, but it didn't happen. It's true. Um, Revoice is too big for me. And since I am still new to my job, I only have so many vacation time, like 
not even real vacation days, but fake vacation days. So we'll take it from me, Kevin. I'm not going to hate on Revoice because Revoice is great. Revoice does a lot of good in the world, but I tend towards smaller populations myself. And so I would much rather fraternize in the woods with 40 brothers versus be at a in a big conference setting with hundreds of people like it's just (laughs) different strokes for different folks and um um, i missed you there but if we if we had to meet at one of those two i'm glad it was the yabra's retreat yes yes it was fun times um but kevin when we were starting to talk about doing this recording today we didn't talk about the camp and yabra's retreat stuff we were mentioning some books back and forth um, and I wanted yeah. to get your, cause what are you, let's just start from the chase. Like, what are you reading? What, what's, what's, what's on your, uh, cause I check your Goodreads profile every once in a while. <laughs> <laughs> People who still use Goodreads out there. Uh, what's, yeah. What, what are you, what are you reading right now? Goodreads is necessary for me because there's just always more recommendations and things that I want to read and don't have time to read at the current moment. Um, so currently I am in. This lovely book, which you can maybe sort of see, Spiritual Rhythm uh, by Mark McKinnon. It is fantastic um, going through kind of like the the seasons of life that you go through um, in the sense of like, not like, not just like by age, because I think he, he mentions that a lot of people will break up your life by like the seasons, but more just like, if like, yeah, you have these, mo- like, I've only read winter and spring so far. So that's all I can talk about. but. That winter is those those seasons where you feel distant and you have to like you're spending more time in like prayer and in the act of waiting and what all that looks like um and then spring is at like that time or those times because you rotate through these seasons um the times in your life where stuff new stuff new things are happening and there's a lot of joy and it's like all the connections are being made it seems pretty easy so um yeah that one's really good. Um, I recently finished one of um, Donald Miller's books, A Million Miles in a Thousand Years, um, which is just fantastic. Kind of the the story of story. This book here? Yeah. Beautiful and yellow. This book here that, um, for those that are watching on YouTube, was signed, in fact, by the one and only Donald Miller. This book? That one. You've read, you've read this book? <laughs> one of I need to interrupt because one of the most like I have no idea how to how to operate my body moments of life was when I met Donald Miller and he signed this book and I wanted to talk to him for five hours but there was a line of 500 people behind me and I couldn't <laughs> do that and I was stuck I was just like well I just said thank you <laughs> what do you say to this man who uh, he's very influential to me He's written so many books that have just taken me on a whimsical, wondrous journey. And uh, yeah, I just felt like I had nothing to say. But I'd like to think that in paradise, one day I can sit down with Donald and tell him everything that he's meant to me. But was this something that you just read for the first time or was this a reread for you? Uh, This is actually a reread. I'm not sure when the first time I read it was, but um, it was one that like was good enough that I really like had the memory of like, I, I remember this being a good book, but it was long enough ago that I don't really remember much about it. <laughs> well, yeah, let's talk about it. I wanted to comment on your other book though, about the seasons, because I yeah. was going to ask you, Kevin, what do you do if your life is just one big winter like mine is? 
What if it's just been winter? (laughs) No, Kevin, it's been dark and cold and I'm waiting. No, that is, you're right. There's been plenty of spring. I I feel like though with most people, it's like theoretically the season's supposed to be 25%, 25%, 25%, Whereas mine feels more like 5%, 5%, 5%, 85%. Maybe that's a (laughs) hyperbole, but something of that nature. I feel, I feel a kinship with the winter, but that's just me. Yeah. I think you should read the book. Um, I should. I need to put that on my list. Because I, I mean, so again, with a little bit that I've read so far, um, and a little bit that I know, I feel like you're probably not necessarily in winter right now, or at least recently have had some not winter time as far as like just seeing um, the like the traction of your the the side B group you have going in Asheville. Um, that is not a winter. Yes, and then the return the return of our Yabers retreat, the the continuation, the growth of my of my group here in the Jewel of the Blue Ridge. Yeah, I think there's lots of reasons why this could be spring. I think winter, for a lot of people, COVID, the year and a half of COVID was kind of this long drawn out winter probably for a lot of people. Yeah. And, yeah. <laughs> and I can see I can see the buddings of spring. It still Perfect. feels chilly out. I need a hoodie, Kevin, <laughs> but maybe spring is upon me in my life. Um, there's a hoodie for every season. <laughs> They even make, do you have a sleeveless hoodie? They make like tank top hoodies. <laughs> Not yet, but I've considered it. <laughs> I, I need to, I need to work on my muscle mass a little bit. I think I would need a little more to, to amplify the ratio of my body a little bit for, for sleeveless hoodie season, but maybe we'll get yeah. there next year sometime. <laughs> but, uh, but getting back to a million miles in a thousand years, like, it's one of my favorite books. I mean, I have my my Donald Miller echelon of favorite books, but um, this is a really good one. If you just want a classic book about taking risks and living life as an adventure and making the most of your story, um, the whole premise of the book is that he got approached by filmmakers who wanted to, who wanted to turn his bestseller Blue Like Jazz into a movie. But the problem was Blue Like Jazz is a, bu- a bunch of nonfiction essays. It's not like a story per se. And so as they're making this screenplay for a fictional movie, all of a sudden fictional Donald Miller seems like a really boring character to real life Donald Miller. And it sends him on this journey of reconnecting with his father and biking around the country and, and, you know, doing all these risky adventurous things to make his life, basically turning your life into a story worth reading or a movie worth watching. Like, are you living in such a way that other people would want to be invested in reading it or watching it play out? And it's fantastic. I I love this book. Um, What are some highlights for you since we're diving in? Yeah. Okay. So on, on some of that stuff that you were just talking about, um, that was, I have two quotes that I had kind of earmarked in case I needed a spot to go to, to talk about. Um, And it's kind of, it's kind of in that, that realm of like needing, needing to risk and the adventure. Um, so earlier on in the book, he says, but I also wondered if he wasn't right, that we were designed to live through something rather than to attain something. And the thing we were meant to live through was designed to change us. The point of a story is the character arc, the change. And then later, a few on. chapters later. In the, words, in the words of Miley Cyrus, it's the climb. Correct. <laughs> it's not about getting there. It's about the road that we take to get there. Yeah, that's huge. Correct. And then kind of related is 
um, the character has to jump into the story, into the discomfort and the fear. Otherwise, the story will never happen. Um, I wish I were wearing my Seek Discomfort shirt, Kevin. I was wearing it <laughs> yesterday. It would have been perfect for this conversation. Yeah, I think I think it was for me, um, having semi-recently moved, just like that reminder of, of needing to continue to take risks and try new things. Um, or else, yeah, I was just like, or else it's just going to be stale. And um, so, yeah, there's trying to figure out what that looks like to continue to find ways to step into places that maybe I don't know if I'm quite ready for. Um, yeah, I mean, I I feel like you and I have similar dispositions. I think we're, now correct me if I'm wrong, Kevin, you are free to defend your honor however you see fit. But I think we tend to be quieter, more patient, more reserved. Um, and I know I'll just speak for myself. I need constantly, I need like an external stimulus to push me over the ledge and to jump into whatever whatever's in front of me. Um, I think I've gotten better over the years, especially traveling around the country. I think the last five, six, seven years especially has done that to push me out of my comfort zone and to be more comfortable with entering into scary um, foreign things, things that maybe aren't even necessarily scary, like boogeyman scary, but just the mere fact that they are unknown and that they're unlived experiences um, causes fear, causes trepidation. And and so I I always joke with people about like seeking discomfort, but I've really taken that to heart um, from this YouTube channel, Yes Theory, and all the risks and all the adventures that they go on. Um, it's a microcosm of the bigger picture. Like, yeah, it's one thing to jump out of a plane and that's uncomfortable, but what does it spur in you? What kind of, how does that change your mindset moving forward as far as um, when opportunities come or when there's opportunity out there to move across the country, to start a new job, to to make a new friend, to go on a date? I mean, you, the options are limitless as far as how to live your life and and taking these these risks. And so, um, so yeah, M Donald Miller talks about he was like overweight, going on bike a bike race thing around the country. Um, like how that is such a microcosm for him because he talked about a relationship with his father and trying to date a girl. And um, I don't know, I just love, I love how the small risks really do translate to taking taking the bigger risks and making making something uncomfortable, comfortable the more you experience it. Yeah, and so I would say I'm similar. You're correct that I it helps to have that outside impetus. Um, again, and I think I've gotten better, and I think it maybe like regressed some, um, just with so much instability as I as I moved and was looking for a job and like just wanted to find some stuff to be normal and regular before I could do some of those things. And I only I still like kind of have that. And so having the book to be is just be like, yeah, some of those things that I've been thinking about, like maybe like I might just have to like find an apartment by myself and I might just like, maybe it's worth going ahead and continuing to um, apply for jobs. Like, yes, I have one, but maybe it's not great. And maybe like, do I want to look back on my life or look back on my time here in this city and say, yeah, I worked a job or like, Hey, I was working a job and then I looked and like, I found another job that was way more meaningful and like required more of me, but like, 
look at look at what happened because I went ahead and did that other job or look what happened because I went ahead and went to that men's group at church, even though I knew nobody. <laughs> right. And like, again, I, I've had to, to enter into situations like these, like trying out groups or, or whatever, whatever the situation is, and not have some sort of specific expectation on the other end. Because inevitably, the expectation never materializes. Whatever specific... <laughs> I hear sirens. Um, whatever specific, yeah, whatever specific outcome I'm looking for generally doesn't happen. There might be something that gets close to it or neighbors it or something, but... I've had to really scale back like my expectations for whatever's reached, whatever's awaiting me on that other side. And again, like Queen Miley says to just enjoy the climb because there's so much to be gained and learned in the stepping out and the stepping up. Yeah. And I would say, and even like on the small scale of, um, I'm trying to remember what it was. Some podcast I was listening to in the last couple of weeks was talking about like, making the effort to um, like eat lunch with coworkers or invite over friends for dinner, just, and just in the sense of like, yeah, it might not be some amazing, incredible thing where they help you like one of somebody becomes your future partner or leads you to some amazing thing. But like to be, even be able to just to say, Hey, at least like I spent time with people and like I could, I have, I have the option to either spend time with people whatever our conversation may be, or just like eat meals by myself. And so like, just, just to say like, again, like an idea of like, if your life is a movie, a story, that it's a, it's a better story if you're engaged with other people and engaged in new, new things. Absolutely. Yeah. Although I love like eating alone. So you're convicting me that I need to start Putting, putting myself out there to invite people over more because I have an amazing living space and I do not invite people over to it nearly as much as I I mean, it, I think there's some of both, especially as introverts. <laughs> you were, we're allowed to have some stuff, uh, some time by ourselves. Yeah. But yeah, like there's definitely, I think, space to, space to just continue to engage with people. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, for those that are curious about this book, I'll put a link to it in our show notes and our description. But um, it's funny that you brought this up, Kevin, because and you brought up my my group in Asheville because we actually used this book as a template. I say we, I, I use this book as a template um, for our discussions over a period of five months last year. Um, and the book is separated in all these sections. It won't be like I won't like give you the whole cliff notes on it. But um, essentially, Don Miller takes this sentence and breaks it up into five sections and he basically describes what a good story is according to this sentence. And a good story is a character who wants something and overcomes conflicts to get it. And it was a really great conversation that we had in our, in our small group. Cause I, every week we broke it up. So like the first month we talked about a character, we talked about our character, our identity. Um, it was really interesting cause we looked at this book through the lens of our sexuality. And so we talked about our characters, mm-hmm. um, our identities and our sexualities. And then we talked about, um, what we wanted, what did we want with our sexualities? What did we want um, with our identities? And then what was the conflict in the way? And what did we get at the end? Or are we still trying to get something? Um, like, what is the end goal? And um, it was fun. It was a fun conversation to take one of my favorite books that I've read probably five or six times um, and to read it just specifically through the lens of sexuality. Like that was a very unique way to approach this book. So Kevin, whenever you read this book for a third time, 
<laughs> or whatever number it is in the future, you can read it too through the lens of sexuality and like what is yeah, mm. what is what is the sexuality of Kevin if that was a character? What would he want? And what would be the conflict and what would be the end result? <laughs> It'll rock your world. <laughs> I'm, yeah, I'm already thinking about it. <laughs> that will bring you back for the third read through of A Million Miles in a Thousand Years. <laughs> we would love to to hear that from you. Um, in our last minutes, Kevin, was there anything else, anything you've read lately that jumps out? You mentioned that you had a stack of books or that you had a reservoir oh, of quotes to pull from. So I wanted to give um, you the space. Also, um, so my, I've been doing Morning Devos with... Um, <clears throat> a book called native by caitlin curtis um really great short like pretty short like three or four pages um but they include include quotes by like both bible and just other really great thinkers and then each one also it's i think kind of fits with like the way that yab does blogs it's very story based of like different moments from her from her life um with her husband and kids and such um and then ends with prayer. And it's just like, it's just been a really good, a really good rhythm for me to have to like, just sit and read that. Um, I actually have it at my office. So like I get to work and usually have enough time to sit and read that before I start my day. Nice. What was the name of it again? Native. Native. We'll yep. put a link to that too. You're getting me. And then we'll put a link to the first one. What was the first one about the endless winter? Not the endless winter. It's all the seasons. <laughs> it's <a laughs> Spiritual Rhythm by Mark Buchanan. Spiritual Rhythm. Okay, Kevin, you've just thrown three books out at the listeners. So we expect them to all purchase and acquire them immediately. Um, exactly. Because this is what we do now. We, we have book club. This isn't part of book club, but we have a Yob book club that we do every month as part of our Patreon tiers. And so shout out to all of our literary culture, just super cultured, Yabber's listening because <laughs> this book club, I can't believe Kevin, this book club has been going for over a year now. I mean, I've basically read 10 books that I probably would have never read. Like, let's just be real. We all have those books that are just stacking up in our Kindles or, or on our <laughs> bookshelves or whatever. And like, we keep telling ourselves, oh yeah, I'll read it. I'll read it. I'll read it one day. And I, we never do. And until I have something like a book club on my calendar, I've been so diligent to read these books. I'd ho I had hoped that I would have time in between all of the books each month to read my own books. And I think at the beginning of the year, I was doing a pretty good job with that, but it's kind of, I think with the, I'm using the Yabbers retreat as my escape route from this because that took up so much of my extra yeah. time preparing for that. And I was like, Oh, I have no more time to read the other books that I wanted to read beyond book club. <laughs> but at the very least I've been able to commit to a monthly book club, which has been great. If anyone out there's, not part of a book club, I highly recommend it. And we have a great one if you want to join ours. But even if you don't join the Yab Book Club, join a book club. It's so much fun to have a book on the calendar. Everyone's read it. And so it just gives you, if you have trouble, if you're introverted, or if you have trouble like figuring out where you fit into a conversation, I think a book club is a great way to be to have like a focused reason why we're all there. We're all here to talk about this book. Um, and I know that's, for me, that's made it a lot easier. Like there's some of the easier Zoom calls that I've been a part of with Yab, so so yay book club kevin is there anything else you want to say to the people before we go oh, kevin, I'm I, sure <laughs> I wanted to say because uh you wrote a blog recently i don't know how long ago from when this episode comes out but i had heard this story of you in a vehicle like flipping over for years oh. 
but uh-huh. I had never heard it like <laughs> in detail. Like I didn't know where you were or what, who was with you or like how many times the vehicle flipped over. Like I didn't know any of that. And so I just wanted to say this was like that episode in a TV show that it's like foreshadowed for three seasons. And then finally <laughs> it happens and you know what happened. Like, you know, the event, like this was the event. I mean, there have been lots yeah. of events in your life, but this is one of the ones that I just heard about from your life. Um, yeah. From being your it gets friend. brought up occasionally. So, <laughs> so if you guys haven't caught it, check out um, Kevin in Africa flipping over in a vehicle. <laughs> Not to make light of it, but uh, it was very dramatic. I'm glad yeah. you're okay. I'm glad you survived that. Still here somehow. Still here somehow. And a very spooky reference to what's, what's, what a uh, hymn was it? Oh, uh, great is thy faithfulness. Great is thy faithfulness. You guys just have to read the story because there is a spooky element, Kevin. You're a spooky storyteller. <laughs> so we'll link that blog too. We have so many things to link from Kevin. Usually I do these I episodes, Kevin, and there's nothing. There's nothing. We don't reference anything, but we have referenced like five different things already in 20 something minutes. So um, <laughs> listeners, you can go check them all out. And listeners, you can also be viewers if you want. We're starting to do more YouTube productions with our Convo casts. Um, and some snippets with our Yobcasts as well. So if you're not already subscribed to our YobTube channel, go over to youtube.com slash your other brothers. Um, we'll put a link to that as well in the episode. So there, yeah, there's no, sh- no shortage of ways that you can interact with this episode. Um, go watch this, Kevin. Watch Kevin's beautiful beige background and then watch, um, <laughs> I'm, at a, I'm at someone else's house recording this episode, so you can watch my unique background as well. Kevin, did you notice the little surprise in the background? Do you see it? Um, it's, I'm on my phone, so it's kind of small. So it looks like there's maybe a ukulele and a map behind you. Um, there is a ukulele. It's not a map. That's like a piece of art. But what there is intentionally placed on the printer is an hourglass with a sparrow on top. Oh, uh, nice. I... I call all birds sparrows though. So it's probably like a pigeon or a dove or I don't know. I don't know what bird that is, but we're calling it a sparrow. Um, and that's great. You know, someone's going to call you out on what it actually is now though, right? I know some bird expert out there. <laughs> Listen, bird experts. I know it's probably not a sparrow if you're watching on YouTube, but, um, but I really want it. Like it's a little, I've always wanted an hourglass. Um, and this one's really cool. So I might take it. <laughs> surely they're not using it surely i can take it no if anyone wants to send me a sparrow hourglass that would be perfect perfection you can check the p.o box we'll link it in the description everything's linked you can find find out how to get in touch um send so kevin an email nature. yeah kevin wouldn't you love to get an email from the people i would it's been a quite a while since i've gotten one Oh my gosh. So that's, that's it. Somebody email Kevin, Kevin at your other We need to fix this. We need to change this and hopefully he'll be back. Um, Kevin, it was so great talking about camp and books with you. Ugh, I feel like two of the best things I know. And hoodies. <laughs> we should, since this is winter now, I mean, actually it's fall, it's fall, but um, we should talk again in the spring or summer and wear sleeveless hoodies. Can we do that? Yes, absolutely. (laughs) One of our next combo casts will be wearing sleeveless hoodies. Let's make that a reality. Let's make that happen. (laughs) All right, listeners, if you want to become a yobber, go to patreon.com slash your other bros 
Um, we have a book club, we have Zoom rooms, we have a Facebook group, we have a Discord channel for discussion. We have all kinds of cool stuff. And then for our supporters, we do a retreat. We try to do a retreat every year when a pandemic doesn't strike the earth. So it would be fun to meet you at 6 a.m., right, Kevin? <laughs> Absolutely. If you're the type of person who does mornings, though. <laughs> yeah, because to be fair, if you don't do mornings, we probably don't want to see you at the sunrise prayer. We don't want your crankiness. We do not welcome your crankiness at the prayer table. But if you are a morning person, you are more than welcome to wake up with us. Um, Kevin, always a delight. Happy New Year. <laughs> Since I doubt we'll do another convo cast before the end of 2021. So I wanted to say Happy New Year, Kevin. Thank you. Merry Christmas, Tom. Merry Christmas. Happy <laughs> Valentine's Day. We'll see you in the new year. Um, and you guys, until we cast our next convo, see you next time. Bye. Bye.